0: Welcome, 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 welcome. This is Fish Heads in Red Gravy, the podcast where we explore all things occult, metaphysical, culturally relevant, and indigenously spiritual. With this podcast, I hope to examine the ways in which marginalized people create a world of beauty out of colonized trauma. And this is I And today we're going to talk about gratitude self-love and reflections this is episode 15 episode 15 of fish hits and red gravy and we're going to jump right into it the first card that came up for this week um this next coming week will be uh, the nine of cups it's the nine of cups and i'm still looking at the modern love tarot right by ethany Um, It's a beautiful guidebook. I love the way it feels. I like, I like books that feel good. I mean, it's, it's your typical, um, I guess, tarot book size, you know, from back when, you know, when we got the little small book, it's, it's a small booklet, but um, it is colorful, very colorful from the very, from the cover all the way through. It's a very colorful book. Easy to read. You, you know, you'll find yourself just wanting to pick it up and read it, even when you're not, you know, engaged in a specific reading. Um, I like it for that reason as well. If I'm just sitting around the house, you know, maybe uh, my son is reading or working on some homework, my my elementary school schooler, and I'll just pick it up and just start reading it because I like the feel of it. I like how it how it flows, you know, the the image as well as what's going on um, and her interpretations. In the 9 of cups, we have a beautiful image of a woman in the tub and behind her on the wall in her tiles sort of made into the tiles, which I think is a is an excellent um sort of situation and to put the, the the cups in, right? So you have eight cups on the wall and then she has one cup. You could you could almost miss it, right? Then she has one cup in the tub with her, right, on the little um, sort of area where she has her book, you know, being held up, the little wooden plank. She has a cup of wine, she has flowers, and she's in the tub, and she's sort of leaning over the side of the tub so we can see how excited and happy she is. Her hair is under one of those bonnets that we put our hair in when we don't want them to get wet. And it's all frilly, and um, there are lots of bubbles all over the place, bubbles on the floor, and she's got this large gaping smile, you know. And so this is the Nine of Cups, gratitude. It talks about happiness and how we express self-love. And Ethany's um, general love meaning, because she has two types of meanings for for the cards. One is a general love meaning, and one is single. If you're single, right? And in love, when we talk about love, this tarot deck, um, it's not just about romantic love, you know, friendship. You know, the love we have for our family, you know, whether it's sisters and brothers, mother, child, father, child, all of that is encompassed within this deck. So don't feel like, oh, I'm not in a relationship. So maybe I shouldn't even look into if I want to purchase a deck, I shouldn't even look that way because I'm not married or I'm not dating. So that's not the way this flows. So the general love meaning for the nine of cups is the nine of cups is the card of contentment and acceptance. It feels like everything is going well and you're right where you need to be. It tells us to practice gratitude, random acts of kindness. But most importantly, what I gather from this specific card is that whole interest in self-love, loving oneself. She's taking this bath, this bubble bath, not a care in the world. There isn't another image in there. She might under the tub have something, you know, some toy or something. I don't know. You know, in the side of the tub, under the bubbles, I mean. And um, so we just look at it in terms of how we feel about ourselves. I think we get so engrossed in relationships. Tell we we allow the relationship to validate who we are and we allow the relationship to mold who we need to be or who we see ourselves grooming ourselves to be. Right. And it brings me back to recently I read an article and I can't remember the rapper, but his daughter, you know, she it is alleged still, you know, but they're thinking that she did jump from the um, jump off the bridge into the Niagara Falls. Right. Because she, 19 years old college student broke up with her boyfriend, called him something like 60 something times on the phone or something like that. He didn't respond. And the last message was, I'm going to, you know, I'm gonna, basically I'm going to kill myself. And, um, she talked to her mother and had told her mother that she would talk to her the next day, but then she called a friend, I think it was, and said that I won't be hanging out with you in the summer. And then she, you know, that was some of the last area where they saw her cell phone, you know, um, you know, pinging off the towers, you know, in that area. So, and then they, I think, I want to say, I believe someone said that they found the phone it was all broke up, but they're thinking if she did jump into the falls, because that's where her car was last seen or, you know, parked or whatever, if she did, you know, end her life that way, that, um, you know, they won't be able to find a body. It's almost impossible to be able to find, find that body. And I just... It it broke my heart to hear that, you know, see the picture of the young lady uh, as a mother of, uh, you know, three daughters and two sons, you know, to to even to think that um, for my own children, you know, um, this whole idea of, of, you know, needing help, you know, mental, mental, you know, some type of mental help right? You know, getting your mental health in order. A lot of times as black people, we don't think about that as being something real. We, are, we we think that we should just toughen it up, you know, but when somebody is really needing mental health and we need to be there for them to encourage that that process takes place as well as, you know, encourage ourselves and our children, you know, to not seek solace in, um, you know, letting the world dictate how, You should, um, you know, move forward. You know, whether I'm good enough. You know, my self worth. You know, my own daughter was dealing with a breakup, and that was one of the things that we talked about. You know, your self worth. I am good enough because this card actually came up for her as well, right? The Nine of Cups. This whole idea of being enough, feeling that I am enough, owning that I am enough. And so, one of the prescriptive uh, means that we're going to do. For this week with this card is every day you get up, you know, strip down to the bare nothing, you know, be nude in front of your mirror, whether it's in your bathroom or you have one of those, you know, full body mirrors, you know, in your bedroom, your boudoir, you know, strip down. Right. No makeup. If you're a lady, you know, fellas, you know, don't worry about, you know, trying to groom your beard up or color your beard or whatever you do in the morning, What's your ritual, you know, to get ready, strip down. You know, don't go put on some cologne or some oils or whatever. Just strip down to the bare minimum. You could even bring a candle in that bathroom if you need to. Minimal light, you know, but look at yourself in that mirror, right? You could turn it on full blast if you so choose the light. If you want it to be a little bit more sensual, calming, then you could bring a candle in there. We're not dimming the light so that you can't see yourself. We're just dimming. We're just trying to create a mood of seduction for yourself. You know, now we're not going to go into any sex play or anything like that. We're looking at ourselves in the mirror to validate that we are enough and start start at the top of your head. Everything about yourself that you love and that you respect and that you embrace. Say it. You know, I love my hair because it's whatever it is. Right. The color it is, the texture that it is. Say those things about it. Love it. You know, even if you feel like, oh, well, I'm going to go and get, you know, a dye done to my hair. I'm going to go and, you know, put, I'm about to put this wig on or I'm about to dye this beard, whatever. It doesn't matter. Get up in the morning and embrace what you already have before you start doing those things. If it's that mole on your face that you think, you know, throughout the day I can't stand it. You know, I always look at it like this. I'm alive to even complain about that. Right? Right. You know, whatever it is that I don't like, I'm going through an issue right now with psoriasis in my skin. Right. And, you know, they having this, you know, dryness, you know, having to put this oil on, you know, moisturize more often. And I don't like it. Right. Because, you know, up until this point in my life, maybe about the last four or five years, I hadn't had to deal with that. And um, it's it's something that I, I'm consciously aware of now. You know, I need to moisturize, you know, whatever. You know, I have to use this moisturizer this many times a day, three times a day, or whatever the case may be. But I'm still thankful that I'm alive to even have that to, to complain about, to talk about, to have that, you know, to be able to think about that, you know, to be able to remember that I have to do that, that I have the memory, you know, that I'm cognitively aware. You know, I'm able to do those things. And that's something that my mother taught me a long time ago. You do all this complaining complaining, well, at least you were able to wake up today, you know, and and be able to have a, a complaint about something, you know, somebody else didn't wake up, you know, it beats the alternative, right? Not waking up at all, not being in your right mind to even know that there is something physically altering about your body that you have to deal with, you know, so just I go to the mirror, you go to the mirror, and you say, I love me, you know, you're beautiful, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, okay, whatever with that that psoriasis. But guess what, girl? You know, you're going to get that under control because you're getting ready to go to the doctor. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, and so you do these things and you talk yourself through it. All right. I might be about to dye this beard, you know, but, you know, if I didn't, if I ran out of dye, that don't mean that I'm going to hide in my house today. I'm still going to step out there because I'm still, I still got it going on, you know, so you, you build yourself up, practice that, Make that a steady practice that you do, and then you will start to see yourself, view yourself in a different light, and you won't need as many accoutrements, right, or accessories to to, to deal with your life throughout the day. Because a lot of it is brought on by social media, right? A lot of it is advertising, you know, telling us we need these things. A lot of these things we don't need. We'll be okay. You know what I'm saying? Everybody doesn't need to look like Beyonce, you know. Uh, you know, or Michael B. Jordan or whoever you're trying to look like, you know, everybody that need to be a clone of those individuals. So, you know, th- that's one thing that definitely, you know, I under the nine of cups, this enjoyment, this uh, this feeling that you're content, I'm accepting who I am. And I think with our children, it's an exercise we could practice with our children. Now we could tell them to go, and you know they could do it nude, or they could do it with their clothes on, or with shorts on, or whatever, in a top or whatever, however we would see fit. But ha- have them have a regular practice of saying to themselves as well, "I'm good enough." Let them see you with your clothes on, and then with with their clothes on doing it together in the mirror. You know, I'm beautiful, I'm beautiful. You know, you say something about yourself and make it a game and then you'll start to see how um, the ideas that they have about themselves will start to change, right? and they are more impressionable a lot more than we are, you know, at this point in our lives. Because sometimes we're able to get over a lot of that stuff easy, but they got a lot that they're dealing with from peer pressure, you know, internet, They have phones at an early age and all of this stuff is hyped up, hyped up, hyped up constantly. To them where they have to be constantly in competition I need a boyfriend I need this girl has a boyfriend I need this this type of um, young lady to be my girlfriend you know it just becomes this um, where everything's a reality show you know where their life becomes a real and we have adults who are like that too they they live the reality show like they start acting like those people that they see in those shows but just think about being a child and dealing with all of this now today how it is how that will start to mold who you feel like you should be you know so this exercise is good for moms and dads as well as their kids but please keep your clothes on with your kids um when i say that you know playfully but i've had people ask you know you know in the past when i've recommended somebody do should i do it like this Not, nah, don't 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 do it like that all right the next card because i did a three card spread the next card is the eight of swords and this card is about trapped, blinded, and confusion. And I sort of wanted to go into the story about the young lady, the rapper's daughter, when I thought when I saw this card. But I thought then this morning, um, you know, I'll just start it off with that first card, with the Nine of Cups. But with the Eight of Swords, you know, we have the image of a woman. It's like she is, um, the lock, she's like looking out a mirror, a window, you know, of this, it looks like a cell, almost a jail cell. But the lock reminds me of the kind of lock that you would have on those diaries, you know, when we were younger, you buy those diaries from the grocery store and those pretty little locks that might be made like a heart. That's how the, uh, the lock on her sale is. And the, the, the swords are positioned as if they are the, um, the bars in the cell. Right. So there's breaking points between them where she can look out and almost stick her hand through the bars, you know, because there are swords instead of bars. But they're serving the place. Right. Placeholder as bars, but they're swords. Um, and like I say, once again, the lock that keeps her, you know, bound is, is, on, you know, an iron heart. Right. On the on the doorway of the cell. And she says that trapped, blinded, blinded in confusion, the Eight of Swords, isn't fun. You feel stuck and life has come to a grinding halt. There's usually a solid reason, but it doesn't help you at the moment. This is a call from the universe to check in with your beliefs about yourself and your relationships, as some of them may be outdated and holding you back from experiencing happiness. So a lot of it, and I see the heart as being her heart almost in a sense, right? Um, You know, feeling like we are trapped in a relationship. And I go back to that young lady who it it is alleged to took her own life. You know, feeling like I can't get on without you. You know, I'm calling you over 60 times. You're not responding to my messages or texts or calls or whatever. Um, And I feel like I can't do this without you you know, I can't get on without you. And we, we go through those situations, right? Whether it's you, you've been in a marriage for a long time, or you've been dating for a long time, you may even be engaged to someone, right? And then you're at the point of almost, you know, um, going through with the wedding type situation and you guys decide to call it off. And then you feel this, this, like you were blinded by this, all this time I spent, you know, thinking that this was gonna be the ultimate outcome and now I'm back at square one alone, right? Alone, you know, blinded by I was blindsided by what happened. And I think that Um, That's where it comes in, where we need to have those moments where we can go back to that exercise I talked about and say that we are enough. And if you need therapy, if you need to seek counseling, then go and do that. You know, you know, find you uh, an African-American person or a person of color, you know, or a person who is, you know, marginalized, who understands your viewpoint and who will assist you through, you know, what you're going through. And that's okay to, to want those things, to say, I'm a black woman, I would like a black woman um, therapist or a black male therapist, or I'm a lesbian, I would like somebody who is from my community, right, LGBTQ community to who could understand what I'm dealing with, you know, because I don't want anybody bringing in their preconceived ideas about my sexuality or their homophobia into the session. And, you know, as much as people will say that they try, you know, we find that we have people who constantly bring that evangelical ideas into whatever they're doing with you. So you are at liberty to find comfort in seeking someone, Googling for someone who is in your tribe, right, your realm of, of, of understanding for you. And so this card is all about that. It's about not feeling like you are trapped. You know, by your heart or by what um, others feel like you should be projecting, you know, go seek that help. And And in essence, along with seeking the help you need, practice this exercise every day. You know, even though this relationship failed, I am still enough and go around people. Put yourself in a position to be around those individuals who love you the most and who are going to build you up with that in mind, right? Not people who are gonna boo-hoo with you in terms of when I say boo with you, I mean, um, girl, I don't know why he left you. Girl, he wrong for that. Girl, let's go show him or whatever the case may be. Let's go show him, you know, what he did wrong. Let's make him pay. You know, not that type of a situation. Individuals who want to help you work on fostering who you are, because even if you go and, you know, you key his car, you go and throw stuff at his house and all this stuff, you go to his job and cause a scene, you know, at the end of all of that, if you're not, you know, Arrested. At the end of all of that, you still have to deal with the fact that you have suffered a loss and how are you going to handle that the way that loss is making you feel right? You still have to do your self accountability, your self work. And, and that's not going to change that. It may make you feel good in the moment, you know, that you did those things to him, you know, but it's not going to make him come back. It's not going to change, you know, the outcome of how you felt at that moment when that individual said that this is over or, you know, I don't want to deal with you anymore. I don't want to see you anymore or stop answering your calls. It's not going to change any of those things. You know, just like this young, beautiful young lady's death is not going for a while. If it does make him stop and think maybe I should have answered her call, maybe I should have. He's going to still have a whole life ahead of him to go on and and live. And who's to say that as he goes on throughout his life, that 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 the, the outcome of her death is going to haunt him forever. He may go on and marry someone and have kids, grandkids, and that just be a backstory, something that he uses to tell his kids or to, a teachable moment for his own, you know, future generations. So we have to really think about and be careful about, um, you know, how we project, you know, to others, our worth. You know, no one owns our worth. You know, we are the ones who own it. Right. So you look at yourself in that mirror. This is, these are my breasts. This is my vagina. This is my ass. This is my brain. This is my hair. This is nobody else owns that, you know? And if you start to get fixated on the idea or the notion that somebody else does own it, then that's when you're going to have problems. Because once that person leaves, you're going to think all of this is yours. You know, it's like the Billy Holiday song, right? All of me, take all of me. You know, I'm no good without you. That's the way you start to think, right? And you don't want to be in that, in that space. And then we have the King of Swords. The King of Swords is the last card in the deck. And the King of Swords talks about intellect, emotional intelligence, and rationality. And this one, I like this one too. It's colorful call all of them are colorful. You get, um, but this one has a guy, he's got a clipboard, a handsome young man. He's got locks. He's standing in front of a building. And he, you know, he's smiling at us. He's smiling out at us. And so the general love meeting, she says, is that the king of swords always takes the rational approach and isn't interested in doing it any other way. It may seem cold, but they know that dealing with things logically is often the best way forward. This card asks you to see things from a rational perspective and to use your mind to make a plan to move forward. If this doesn't fit your situation, it's time to consult an expert outside of your immediate connections to get some clarity. Once again, go to somebody who's wiser than you. Not the friend who's going to say, let's key his, his car. Let's go, you know, throw... You know, bad vegetables at his house. Let's interrupt his date with that bitch, you know, in the restaurant. Let's clown. Let's act a fool. No, somebody who thinks, you know, pretty opposite of that. Somebody who you hold in high regard as rational. You know, because those things are irrational. Right. Somebody who's going to give you some rational advice. But this one is all about emotional intelligence. Right. And I like that, you know, wrapping it up with that emotional intelligence, because you can be as upset as you want. You can be as angry, as sad, as heartbroken. But at the end of the day, you have to do the work to heal yourself, and sometimes we need help in doing that. And so sometimes we may go to a therapist, I say, because a lot of times, unless you're doing some new age spiritual system outside of evangelical, outside of Christian, you know, the Christianity type spiel, they'll, because in Christianity, no, you know, um, a lot of times they'll say, whether it's a Christian relative or a preacher. You know, um, just go pray on it. You know, go read this, go say this, you know. And 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 for a lot of people I've encountered that they feel like that is not help. You know, so if you move over to another area of spirituality, you may have work to do. They'll give you a prescription, something to do. And then you still go and get that help from a therapist or someone that you respect in terms of how they handle things when they dealt with something like this emotional, rational ideas, right? And so that's always the case. And I just want to close with the fact that gratitude, self-love, reflection, but I also want to add to that emotional intelligence. We are all emotionally intelligent. We don't always make the best you know choices you know we don't always go gravitate toward that side when situations happen to us sometimes we get really irrational and so we want to avoid that this week you know whatever happens if it doesn't happen the way you um predicted or you thought in your heart in your mind that it should step away from it okay and and think about what you can do to better yourself do that reflective um exercise with the mirror i love you all i love you i love you i love you see you soon